Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Unlimited NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Young. I'm here with my co-host, Owen. And this week, we're just going to uh, be talking about uh, the wild card round preview uh, games coming up this week. Uh, there's six games. Um, I think they start on Saturday, right? Yes, they, there's two Saturday, three Sunday, and one Monday. Okay. All right, so Monday Night Football's back. That's nice. Yes. Um, but the games we're going to be talking about tonight are going to be the Browns, Texans, Dolphins, Chiefs, Steelers, Bills, Packers, Cowboys, Rams, Lions, and Eagles, Bucks. And I think I'm going to start off asking you this question, Owen. Out of all these games, which are you most excited for and why? I'm definitely the most excited for the the Rams-Lions game because of all the storylines uh, with Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit to play the Lions in a playoff game. And then obviously on Jared Goff's side, playing the team, playing the team that traded him and kind of, you know, I guess you could argue gave up on him a little bit. Um, so it's real. And I think it's the most um, evenly matched game. I think that's the game that's going to be the most entertaining. Uh-huh. So that, that is the game that I am the most looking forward to. Hmm. Yeah, if I that was going to be mine. But if I would pick another game. I don't want to say Dolphins Chiefs because I think that game at this point is kind of meh. I think yeah. Browns and Texans, the rematch. Yes. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, like those two games are probably the most evenly matched. Um, Dolphins, yeah. I feel like the Dolphins, I'll get to, we'll get to that game. Uh, with how beat up they are, that game kind of loses some intrigue. Um, mm-hmm. But te- Texans Browns is a really interesting one. All because, right. Um, we'll, roll right into, we'll roll right into that preview. Yeah. Thing. On that note, we might as well just go right into it. Um, I'll just, I might as well start as I was saying, like this game between Houston and Cleveland is really interesting because it's two teams that we didn't really expect much going into the year. Obviously the Texans have been so bad for the last couple of years, CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's come in and completely turn this franchise around. They clinched the playoffs with that win over the Colts, uh, uh, last Saturday night, they clinched the division with the Jaguars losing to the Titans. And by the way, what a collapse by the Jaguars. What a I mean, joke. <laughs> that's unbelievable. I mean, they're to be eight and three and to miss the playoffs is that's that, that's tough. That's very, very tough. Um, well, anyways, this is the hard this is the game I'm gonna have the hardest time picking because I think on paper, Cleveland's a little better. They have a much better defense. Um, these two teams played each other back in week 16. Obviously the big difference is that Stroud did not play in that game. It was case Keenum. The Browns boat raced them, but the Texans were far from full strength. Um, but I think the Texans, the Browns can score on Houston's defense. Houston's defense is, is, is respectable. Um, but it's, it's not one that's like, if you're a Browns fan that you're really worried about them going up against offensively, they had their way against them. I mean, Amari Cooper had over 200 yards receiving in that game uh, a couple weeks ago, back in week 16. I think the biggest key for this game for the Browns is that Joe Flacco can't turn the ball over because that's like the one thing since he's taken over. That's the one thing like he hasn't really done well. He's thrown eight interceptions and five starts. Mm -hmm. He's thrown more interceptions in five games than Lamar Jackson has thrown the entire season. Um, So that's like the one issue with Cleveland's offense is they can't turn the ball over um, and they can't allow Stroud to get into a rhythm. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you're Cleveland, because the Browns have a great defense, um, 
And we, if you're Cleveland defensively, you look at Houston's offense. It's basically Nico Collins, and that's it because Tank Dell is out. Like, it, who else on Houston's offense is going to beat them? Like Dalton Schultz, Noah well, Brown, obviously CJ. Well, but yeah, I mean, I mean, from in terms of like receiving weapons, Makers, besides, yeah, besides Nico Collins, it's it's going to be tough. So for that reason, I think if Flacco doesn't turn the ball over. I think the Browns are going to win this game because I just think they present better matchups. Um, and I think if they, if they take Nick, Jim Schwartz is such a good defensive coordinator. If they take Nico Collins out of the game, I think it could be a, a, a long afternoon for the Texans offense with it, despite how great CJ Stroud is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go Browns win this game. I'm going to go Browns. 21 Texans 17. Okay. And the Browns are hosting this one, right? It's in Houston. Um, okay. okay. The Texans are the home team. Okay. So, yeah, like you said, the last time these teams matched up, it was a complete blowout, but the Texans weren't at full strength. Um, that's and not having CJ Stroud is a huge deal there. But I do think the Browns can replicate that performance in some way. You know, maybe not put up 41 points like they did or 48 or whatever it was. Um, but they're still going to be able to put up points, I believe. Um, you know, uh, Blacko should go right back to Amari Cooper, you know, and because he tore up the secondary last time. So mm-hmm. that's obviously where they should go. It should be noted that Derek Stingley did not play in that game. And he is like by far their best corner. So I think Houston will definitely put Stingley on Cooper. Um, yeah. The shadow one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He could post some issues for him, but I think Cooper will still get his. That's not like a scary quarterback matchup to me yet. Uh, Stingley is very good, obviously, but I don't yeah. think he'll prove himself enough, you know, to, to put himself in that upper echelon of, of corners, you know, with Jalen Ramsey and uh, Sertan and uh, uh, Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner, Sauce Gardner, all those guys, you know. Yeah. So so I still think that's where the Browns should attack Texans in the secondary. Um, And I think there was some stat that the Texans have a really good run defense. And that's funny because last week, Jonathan Taylor absolutely tore them up. Exactly. uh, It's a, it's a weird, weirdly attractive matchup. Um, I do think, the Texans will make it closer, obviously, because of C.J. Stroud and him being more healthy than he was um, and just being absolutely clutch last week. Um, but I think I'm with you here on picking the Browns. I just think that, you know, they found something with Flacco, and he's clutch, and he's playing at an elite level right now. Uh, say what you will about him and his age and all that. But I, I think this is – the year that the Browns win a playoff game and they're going to make it to next week. Who knows who will play then? Um, but the, I think this is the year that they win a playoff game and, and they get that monkey off their back that they have, that they haven't won a playoff game in how many years. So um, uh, they won one a couple of years ago against the Steelers, but outside of that, it's pretty, 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 the cupboard is pretty bare in terms of playoff success in Cleveland. Yeah, for sure. So, having said all that, I'm going to go Browns 34, Texans 28. 
Okay, interesting. So a, a higher scoring game. Mm-hmm. I think regardless, I think both these teams have had successful seasons, regardless of the outcome. Um, one thing to note is that Joe Flacco does have experience in big games. You know, he's won a Super Bowl, albeit a very long time ago. You know, he's been to multiple AFC Championship games, so it's it, he knows how to play. He knows the he understands the stakes of these games, which yes. so that that could be one advantage Cleveland has. That's very true. Um, that yeah, I would say the just the Cleveland the Browns team as a whole. They're more geared for the playoff run than the Texans are. Yeah. Uh, but it's really a really good story to see the Texans. I mean, they've set themselves up for a good future for sure. Oh, for sure. I think they got to – I don't know, man. Like, they might be the team in that division Look, moving forward. And we all thought it was going to be Jacksonville last year. Oh, and this year. <laughs> and, and most of this year. It's looking like it could be Houston, but we'll see how that turns out. Yeah. A great year for them regardless. All right. Moving on to the next game, Saturday night between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. The Chiefs kick off their title defense, uh, trying to get back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years, taking on the Dolphins at home in a game that is supposed to be extremely cold, uh, like yeah. below, well below freezing temperatures, well below zero temperatures possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I kicked off the last one, Jackson, so I'll let, I'll let you give your thoughts on this one and, and your prediction there. All right, so I heard something about, you know, with regards to this game, something about, like, the Dolphins are practicing different, you know, to prepare prepare for the cold weather and all that, and two is, like, uh, wearing gloves or something like that. Um, so that's an interesting storyline going into this game. It's going to be brutally cold. Like, I heard, mm-hmm. like, in the single digits or something like that. Yeah. Um, cold weather running through the Midwest right now and snow and all that. Um, so I think off the bat, my lean here is the chiefs. Um, I just, they've had, they're going to have a lot of time to prepare this game. Um, it's going to be cold weather. Uh, we know how the dolphins play in cold weather. We know how, you know, we saw what they did going up to Buffalo, um, this year. And, and one example I can think of with cold weather and on the road and all that, but my lean here is the Chiefs. Um, I think their defense is going to carry them if they're going to make a playoff run at all. Um, and I don't – I think the, the Dolphins just played horribly last week on offense. Like, it was bad. It was really, really bad. It was not good. Um, they were not full strength. But I don't know that this is the game that they start firing on all the cylinders again. And I think it's a bad spot for them going on the road, like I said. it's The environment's going to be crazy. Um, you know, I don't think, I don't think Mahomes is, is going to have a huge game, but I think he's going to have a respectable game, a game where he does what is needed uh, just enough to, to get the team over the hump. And I think it's going to be a close game, mind you, but I, I, I don't feel super confident about either team really, um, right now. So I think I'm going to go with the chiefs here. Um, let's go 21 and then the dolphins, 17. Now that feels like not very many points for the Dolphins, but they're struggling right now. Yeah, without question. Um, I actually think the Chiefs win this game fairly comfortably, and that's largely due to the fact that I just think the Dolphins are kind of a dead team walking at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. Without injured they are, like half their defense is like out. Bradley Chubb is out. Jalen Phillips is out. Um, Andrew Van Ginkle got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
now Xavier Howard and Javon Holland will play, but they're no, they're not going to be anywhere close to full strength. Uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are both banged up. They'll play, but again, they won't be as effective as they usually are. Waddle's been banged up this entire season. Mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert will play, but he he's not at full strength. Basically, there's a lot of guys that are going to play in this game. A lot of their best players that are going to play in this game that if it was a regular season game, probably wouldn't play. Um, I also, I just have very little confidence in Tua at this point. Like he did, He played very poorly against the Bills last Sunday night. And then him in cold weather against the Chiefs defense, which has been one of the top five defenses in the league this year. Uh-huh. I just I just don't see a lot of a successful avenue for the Dolphins. I think if the Chiefs just play a good, clean game, no turnovers, no dumb penalties, I think they should win this game comfortably. Because uh, I just think the Dolphins, the Dolphins, I feel like are just kind of, they're just ready to go home at this point. Like they're so banged up. Tua's not playing well, hasn't played well the last couple of weeks. It's just, it's just a bad matchup for them. Um, so I'm going to pick the chiefs. I just think they, if they just show up and play a reasonably good game, they'll win. Um, they should have no problem winning. Um, so I'm going to go chiefs, chiefs, 24 dolphins, 10, like I just, I just think the Dolphins' offense is going to massively struggle. I think, I think with Hill and Waddle being banged up, now hit it. They these two these two teams play each other back in Week Nine. Hill and Waddle really didn't do much in that game when you really think about it. So the Chiefs' defense in secondary is good enough to take those two guys out, especially with them being compromised with injuries at this point. Uh-huh. The Dolphins' defense, I mean, they're signing guys off the street at this point. They signed Justin Houston. They saw the you know, Melvin Ingram, you know, was, yeah. you know, it's a bunch of, it's a basically, it's basically a mash unit at this point um, <laughs> with all their injuries. So yeah, I, I, the chiefs, they got just, they just got to play their game and they should have no issue winning. I got to tell you something about the chiefs. I think they found something on offense against the Bengals in their last game at full strength. Um, they didn't score a ton of play. They only scored 25 points. They kicked a bunch of field goals in that game. But they moved the ball in that game better than they have really all year. So I think if they can do that and just be better in the red zone, they'll get the job done. Yeah, that's me, kind of where I'm leading there too. Um, let me ask you something. Okay, so Tua, if Tua goes out there and plays poorly, which I think he will uh, when you consider the Chiefs defense and the weather, do you feel like you could see a scenario where the Dolphins move off of, from him and try to like – upgrade at quarterback no I don't, I don't think that's that time yet like you don't think so i feel like for the first half of this season he was playing like almost at an elite level like yeah i feel like he's like built up some credibility there especially with his coach i feel like him and, and mike mike mcdaniel are very very close you see it on the sideline you see how they interact so yeah I, mike mcdaniel would do that to him yet okay maybe we, give him another year yeah what do you think it, it does kind of feel like I don't think I don't think two is going to get traded like but like I think if he goes out there and plays like does not play well against Kansas City like mm-hmm. they're not going to sign him to a contract extension or anything like that um yeah so it's, it's the Dolphins are an interesting spot with their quarterback um I don't think they're I don't think they should trade him because I don't know if there's any like upgrades available 
maybe if you want to get Kirk Cousins in there or Geno Smith in there, but I'm not sure how much better those guys are than Tua. Um, I think Tua is a solid starter in the NFL. I like, do too. He, but like, he has a spot anywhere. Like just yes, there. I agree. Um, but they're they're kind of in a weird spot. Like he's good enough to start for them. He's good enough to like lead them to wins in the regular season. But I don't know if he's good enough to like pay you know a five year contract extension to. So that that's that that that's kind of a precarious spot the Dolphins are in at that at that at this moment. That's fair. All right, moving on to our third matchup. Uh, I'll start off on this one, Owen. Um, it's the Steelers and the Bills. Steelers traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Um, now, I think out of all these games that we're previewing tonight, this is going to be the most uncompetitive one, I think, um, relatively speaking. Uh, I uh, Is Mason Rudolph going to start again? Mason Rudolph will start. Yes. Okay. So oddly enough, the the Steelers have had some success with Mason Rudolph. Like they've scored they have respectable amounts of points with him running the offense. Right. So that's a good thing for them. He's got yes. some pick and ball. The running game is working. Um. So I think I think the Steelers have some like a little bit of momentum, but they're heading. They're going on the road to take take on Buffalo. We know that atmosphere is going to be ruckus. Uh, Allen. Uh, coming off a win this last week, uh, they're going to be locked in and ready to go. So, and they're going to stick to running the ball, um, throwing the ball when needed, not not putting anything more on Josh Allen's shoulders than needed uh, for him to turn the ball over like we've seen in the past. Um, am I off base in saying that this might not be competitive? Because no, I, I don't think you are. I feel like the Bills I'll give my thoughts on the end of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think Okay. And especially, I don't, you know, TJ Watt's not playing. Yeah, true. That, that's, yeah. And we've seen the Bills, like, carve up good defenses, a.k.a. the yes. uh, Dolphin. They didn't cover up the Dolphins, but they, I think, I think they handled the Dolphins. That's what I would say. They handled them. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, I have, like, a supreme confidence in the, in the Bills to, to win this game. Like, if I had to say – out of 10, would my confidence level be that they win? I'd say like a nine. So yeah. um, I don't think like this would be a pretty big upset if the Steelers went on the road and won this game. Um very, very unexpected. Uh I think I think it's gonna be like a two score game, and then uh it's a possibility that the Steelers score a garbage time touchdown or something like that. So I'm gonna go with the Bills to win here uh in a defensive game 24 to let's say 16 for the Steelers 24 16 okay yeah um you mean for the Bills the Bills win 24 16 what did I say I think you said for the Steelers but I know what you meant so you got the Bills winning all right yeah so on paper and by the way um I give you credit for not giving up on the Bills throughout the year like I did on multiple occasions um here they are as the two seed yeah, after after I after I uh you know sang their eulogy on multiple occasions, they're the two seed. So I'll I'll eat some crow on that one. I ate um, some crow on the Bears making the playoffs. So yeah. Although they, they were closer than they got they didn't they weren't eliminated until the last couple of weeks. So they yeah, got closer than some other teams. Yeah. Um this game on paper should 
be the most lopsided just because the Steelers, I just don't think are a very good team, especially without TJ Watt. But like knowing the Bills, they they do a lot of things to keep bad teams in games. Like whether Allen throws a couple picks, whether they get like a punt blocked. Like I feel like I feel like this game is going to be a lot closer than it should be. Um, and the Bills will kind of will do things that will that leave the Steelers in the game um, that will drive their fans nuts. I'm going to pick the Bills to win just because I'm not a psychopath. You know, picking the Steelers to win would be insane. But this game, I think this game could absolutely be like a one-score game in the fourth quarter just because the Bills just kind of – they like when you look at their last few games, they barely beat the Chargers with Easton Stick at quarterback. They were struggling to hold on against the Patriots at home. They should have beat the Dolphins by by 30 points last Sunday night, and they, and they barely pulled that one out because, you know, Tua and the Dolphins' offense couldn't do anything, and they barely pulled it out because they couldn't stop turning the ball over in the red zone. Allen had three turnovers in that game. Like, Josh Allen is, as great as he is, he's prone to turn the ball over. Like, I would not be surprised if he throws a couple picks, has yeah. a fumble. Um, even with without – Sorry to cut you off, Owen, but even without Watt, I feel like the Steelers have a decent enough pass rush to. Yeah, I agree. Like they still have Alex Highsmith. Nick Herbig has been good for them. Uh, yeah. Rookie from Wisconsin. I think the Bills are going to win, but it's going to be a lot closer than it should be, just because like they shoot themselves in the foot so much. Like especially that play at the end of the first half that was Sunday night when they they didn't score. They had the ball in the red zone. They didn't like Allen threw it short of the end zone and. You know, you know that you know what play I'm talking about, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. like they I just do, they do things that like that just drive you nuts. So <laughs> they that said, they are like they do that that punt return, like just crazy plays. Yeah, so it's they, like the chicken or the egg. Yeah, like with that said, they are the far superior team, so they'll win this game. But I'm gonna pick it. I, I think it's gonna be a one score game. I'm gonna go Steeler. I'm gonna go. Excuse me. I'm gonna go Bills twenty eight. Steelers 24. I, I just think this is going to be a way closer game than it should be, but I do think the Bills will pull it out. Okay. That, yeah. That, as you're talking about it, I kind of agree with you, and it's going to be a lot closer than you, know, you think. And when I was doing my analysis, I thought, like, in my head, I'm like, the Steelers can make this oddly close, you know? So, yeah. It, the thing about the Bills is like, they are the most likely team to win considering their opponent. They are also the most likely team just to like, just go full, you know, fill their diapers for 60 minutes. Like it's just kind of who they've been, but they'll win. I, I just think they're just so much more talented. They'll pull this one out. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, I was trying to look up like the history of these two teams playing. And the last game I found was last year in August where the Bills beat the, the Steelers beat the Bills by twelve points. Um, I think it was last. The- no, they played each other last year. Um, we and, and the Bills killed. It was, I think it was Kenny Pickett's first career start. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Bills, the Bills just destroyed them. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Well, it's a different set of circumstances here. Um, yes. But moving on to our fourth matchup. Uh, Owen, I'll let you start off on this one since we're kind of playing seesaw here. 
Uh, it's the Packers and the Cowboys. All right. So my favorite team made the playoffs. Um, we're playing the Cowboys. Uh, a very successful season for the Packers, uh, regardless of the outcome of this game. Just wanted to get that out of the way. With that said, this is a really difficult matchup for them because how dominant the Cowboys have been at home throughout the year. They're undefeated at home. They averaged damn near 40 points per game at home. Um, it's insane. And especially with how, you know, like the Packers defense is not great. I'll just keep it. They've been better these last two games, but when you apply context, they played a Vikings offense that just was just torn to pieces. They had no quarterback injured all over the place. They weren't, they weren't really challenged in that game. They did play very well against the bears last week. They, they held the bears out of the end zone, uh-huh. but I mean, the Cowboys offense is much better than the bears offense and it's on the road. Like I don't have, I, I think Jordan love, like I think Jordan love could play well in this game. Dallas's secondary has been vulnerable at times this year, but I have no, I don't, I just have no confidence that the Packers can stop, stop this Cowboys from scoring 35 points in this game. I think Dak Prescott now Dak Prescott in the playoffs throughout his career has been very inconsistent. Um, but I think this is a favorable matchup for him just with, with how, I mean, the Packers gave up 30 points to the Panthers a few weeks ago, and the Panthers literally did not score a single point the last two games of the season. Wow. Uh, the Packers offense, I mean, excuse me, the Packers defense, just they just allow teams to, to just march up and down the field on them. And I'm not letting a couple good games against mediocre to bad offenses kind of like skew what's happened this season. Are they going to uh, fire Joe Barry? I think if, if they – if they give up 40 points in this game, I could definitely see them moving on from Joe Barry. That's kind of the downside of making the playoffs is, you know, you keep, you kind of like say that it kind of like leads you to stay the course. That's what the giants did with Daniel Jones last year. So like, it kind of like gives you a, a false sense of hope, Yep. <laughs> but I think the Packers offense could score some, but they're not going to be able to keep up. Like I think Dak and CD Lamb. Now I think one key to success for the Packers is putting Jair Alexander on CD Lamb. Um, they they did they put him on DJ Moore last week and that worked well. But the Cowboys have enough other weapons where even if CD Lamb doesn't have a huge game, they can they can put up points. I mean they have Ferguson, they have Brandon Cooks. Um, you know wow. Gallup is you know is still there. He hasn't been great this year, but. And Dak's a good enough quarterback where he can find guys that, you know, maybe not CD Lamb, but guys he can find guys get open against a soft zone defense. The Packers have tend to run at times. Um, now, if the Packers play well defensively, which I don't have confidence in them doing, this could be an interesting game. But I I just don't see Joe Barry Joe Barry against this Cowboys offense. Just I just don't think is a favorable matchup, especially in Dallas. Um, so I'm going to go Cowboys 38 Packers 24. Um, I think Jordan love will have a good game. Um, it just won't be enough. I just don't, it just won't be enough. Um, and Dallas wins this one. Okay. So I I'm with you there. I just think the margin is going to be bigger. I think, I think it's going to be a blowout in NFL terms. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if it is. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you this question about the Packers. Do you think Jaden Reed deserves rookie of the year consideration? 
Uh, I don't think he should be winning rookie of the year over CJ Stroud or Puka Nakua, but he's had a hell of a year. I mean, he had over 800 yards, he had eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's had a really good season. Um, and I think he'd have a big game. Like, cause like I said, the weakness of D- Dallas has Dallas's defense has weaknesses. They, their run defense is not good. And the Packers have been running the ball well recently. And their secondary has been susceptible to giving up some big plays, which is why I think this game is me closer than you probably do because mm-hmm. Dallas's defense does have some holes. Yeah. They, you know, they've got good corners like bland and, Diggs, Gil- but Gilmore, Gilmore, but for some reason, yeah, I don't know why they've been getting gap. They like they've been they're not the worst secondary in the league, but you know they've probably got a, like a top five mo- most talented secondary, but they're not playing like it, you know. So yeah, the Packers could find some holes. I just feel like you know the Cowboys are going to get that pass rush in there. Uh, they're going to confuse Jordan Love. Um, I have much more confidence in Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator than I do in Joe Barry. I do too. <laughs> and, and Micah Parsons in, in their defensive line. So uh just want to give I want to give a quick shout out to the the Packers front office and and drafting quarterbacks. I feel oh like my gosh. Really good. Yeah, we've had like we've had like five weeks of quarterback uncertainty in the last like 30 years. So it's, it's been pretty nice aside from that stretch when Brett Hundley started a few games back in 2017 oh, yeah. that was when Rogers got hurt. Yeah. Uh, but they know how to do it in green Bay. Jordan love is far better than I expected him to be. I, I, I expected him to be a decent quarterback, but I did not expect him to be as good as he is. And here he is. I think he's been, he got off to a bit of a rocky start this year, uh, but he's been one of the better quarterbacks in the league this back half of the season. And I'm really excited for his future. I, yeah. I'd say if we were redoing our quarterback rankings, he'd be firmly in the top 10, maybe even top five right now. But I would not put him in the top five. Cause I just don't think he has a, a big enough body of work. Um, uh, but top 10, you could argue for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So having said that my pick is going to be, uh, I think the Cowboys are going to have a field day again on offense. So I think that's going to be hard for the Packers to contend with. I will Uh, add one more thing about this game that plays into the Packers favor. And this also applies to the Bills Steelers game. All the pressure is on the Cowboys here. Cause like the Packers, like I think they've, their season is a success at this point. They made the playoffs. Not much more is expected of them. Like they're kind of playing with house money at this point. But the Cowboys have everything to lose. Like, if the Cowboys lose this game, this it's like an objective disaster. Mm-hmm. But if, if the Packers lose this game, it's like, well, you were probably supposed to lose. Yeah. So that, that that's one in, that's one thing that can maybe play in the Packers' favor is Dallas has ten, tended to tighten up in big games. But I just think they're so much more talented that that won't matter in this game. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm with you there. And that's a very good point, by the way. That was very good. Um, I didn't think about it that way. Uh, but I'm going to give my score. It's going to be Cowboys 41, Packers 17. 41 to 17? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that would be enough to get Joe Barry out of Green Bay, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. if it. Let me say this. If they fire Joe Barry, I'll give you a guy they should go for. And I want to hear what your thoughts are on it. All right. Jim Leonard. Uh, Jim Leonard has confirmed he's staying at Wisconsin. So uh, for, I, li- I like Jim Leonard, but uh, that would be a great fit. Like I think it would. I would like Ron Rivera, uh, former, and we'll get to the 
coach carousel here at the end. Ron Rivera is someone I would like. Mike, I'd like Mike Vrabel, but I think he's going to take a head coaching job. Um, One of those spots. So there's some, there are some interesting, there are some guys I'd like, but we'll see how the defense plays. If the defense plays great and the Packers win, I'll eat my words. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you, you'd you want to be wrong on this one. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next matchup, got two left. Uh, it's probably the game of the week, um, and I'll start off on this one. It's the Rams and the Lions. Um, how about the Rams? They've been – like these last five weeks or whatever the stretch has been, they've probably been playing the best football in the league. They, they've, they've been, been as good as anybody. Yeah. They've the, the hottest team. Uh, they have a very good offense. Their offense has improved significantly from the, the start of the year, and their defense has also been playing well. And I know last week the 49ers, they weren't at full strength, blah, 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 blah. They were playing on our starters. But uh, that was a the game they needed to win. Um, and they, and they won, they went on the road, San Francisco. That's still, you know, the 49ers second team offense and defense is probably still competitive. You know, there's, there's yeah. respectable. Um, so that, that to me was impressive. Um, you know, Puka Nakua having the year that he's having, uh, outshining Cooper cup, which we did not expect coming into the season. Um, running games working, Matt Stafford's playing at, you know, prime Matt Stafford level. Um, it's just it's just really impressive to me. And then you flip it to the Lions. Uh, last week they played uh, Minnesota, and they they won at home. They beat the Vikings. Um, Vikings made it close at the very end, but uh, the Lions, you know, handled their business. So this one's in Detroit. You know. I, this is a toss-up game, in my opinion. Like, this is a complete toss-up. Uh, you could see the Rams winning. You could see the Lions winning. Um, I think – come on. This is this is hard. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Rams to pull off the upset. Okay. Okay. Um I think the Rams can match what the Lions provide offensively. And so it's going to come down to who makes a mistake first. Like, uh, can somebody force a turnover? Can somebody force a three and out? Can somebody force a fourth down stop? You know, part return for a touchdown, something crazy or something like that. Um, and I have, I'm a little bit more confident right now in, in Stafford than uh, Goff. So, I think I'm going to go with the Rams to to pull off the upset in the roads, complete stunner, uh, end the Lions' very good season. Um, I want to see the Lions win. I want to see them advance, and I certainly think they could they, if they won this game. But I think the Rams are, are just on fire right now, and they, their confidence is an all-time high. Coaching staff is doing really well, all that stuff. So – I think I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pick the Rams to pull this upset off. I'm not super confident in it, um, but I'm gonna go Rams in a shootout. Thirty-eight Lions, thirty-four. Interesting. Okay. Um, really interesting game. This is the game I'm most looking forward to. Yeah. I think the, the there's a clear advantage the Rams have in this game, and that is their receivers against the Lions secondary. Ooh. I think. Mm-hmm. Both Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup could have huge games. I also think the the Lions' run defense has also been 
not as bad as their passing defense, but still not fantastic over the last like two months of the season. So I think Kyron Williams, the thousand yard rusher for the Rams could also have a, could also have a big game. Obviously Stafford, you know, if, if those guys have big games, he'll have a big game. Um, the, the strength of the lions defense is, is their pass rush with Aiden Hutchinson. And, you know, they, they can get after the quarterback a little bit, but the Rams have a really good offensive line. Uh, so that's one thing they, they are, they have the ability to shut down the lions defensive strength. On the flip side, when you look at the Lions' offense versus the Rams' defense, I think um, I think it, the, the Rams' defensive front, which has been really surprisingly good this year, if they get after Goff, I think the, it could be a long night for the Lions because Aaron Donald and Kobe Turner, their rookie defensive tackle, has nine sacks this year. I bet not many people knew that. Like the Lions have a great offensive line, so it's going to be a really intriguing matchup to see who wins up front. Because um, if if the if the Lions' offensive line wins up front, I do think Detroit can score some points because the Rams in the secondary are passable, but they're not great. Uh-huh. Um, so I think Goff could, you know, if you you can find a Monroe St. Brown and you could find. Uh, is Jamison did is Jamison Williams hurt? He was hurt, yeah. He got hurt against Dallas. Uh, Sam Laporta. Um, yes. Oh, by the way, why was Sam Laporta playing in that game? Um, apparently it's not as serious as they thought, so he could potentially play here, which would be big for the Lions. But I'm not sure if he'd be at full strength. Um, if Sam Laporta does not play, that would that would not be good for the Lions because he he's their second best weapon behind, or I guess. Him, Amon Ra, and Jameer Gibbs are their top three weapons, um, but it would, it, would, it would give the Lions offense a bigger disadvantage. But I have more confidence in the Rams offense because I think, I think their offense is a little better. They've been playing better recently. I mean, the Rams have won, I believe, nine of their last ten games, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rams are playing really well. Um so I think they're going to win this game. I think Matthew Stafford's going to go back to Detroit and beat his old team in the playoffs, uh, which if you're a Lions fan, that would stink because, A, you're losing to your former quarterback, uh-huh. and, B, you finally win the division, you finally get a home playoff game, and it's gone just like that. Oh, um, I would feel for Lions fans there. I have been lower on the Lions in the second half of the season. I think we've seen some cracks in them. You, you We've seen some ways to slow down their offense. And I think the Rams can provide some of that with their defensive front if they win that matchup. And I think they will. I think Aaron Donald and Kobe Turner um, can provide some pressure on Goff. So I'm going to go Rams, Rams 28, Lions 20. Uh, Matthew Stafford and the Rams win and move on. Okay. So a little bit lower scoring than I think, but yeah. yeah. Still a lot, still a good amount of points scored. Oh, um, for sure. That yeah, that would be a a rough ending to the season for the Lions. There, I know. It's I mean they they're having their best season. I mean they're having a better season this year than they ever did when Stafford was there. I mean they never won the division with Stafford. Yeah, and here they are losing to him in the play, playoffs at home. Um, mm-hmm. that'd be tough. Moving on to our final matchup uh, to preview, uh, and Owen, I'll have you start off on this one. It's the Eagles and the Bucks. 
Um, geez. Uh, can, can I pick both these teams to lose? Like, <laughs> How about the Eagles, like, downfall? Much like oh the my, it's It's unbelievable. I mean, I talked about it last week. I mean, wow. They, I, I'm shocked about what's happened with them. Um, Me too. With that said, I think they break out of it at least enough to win this game. I think they're going to beat Tampa Bay. Um, just mainly because I don't think Tampa, I don't think the Bucks are that good. Like, I think the Bucks are, I mean, they won a really, really bad division. Um, they got two weeks ago, they got boat raced by the Saints at home. Last week, they won, but they scored nine points against the Panthers. <laughs> so, like, the Buccaneers aren't exactly firing it all on all cylinders heading into the playoffs either. Um, I think Philadelphia, they get Darius Slay back. So that will be big for their secondary. Their secondary has really been, has really, I mean, their defense has been, their defense has been atrocious during this losing streak. It's been like worst defense in football bad. Mm-hmm. But first half of the season, they were 10 and one. They were at least like respectable defensively. Um, they were getting enough key stops. So I think Slay being back could help. He's actually been pretty good this year. Um, I just think the Eagles at least give somewhat of a glimpse of what they were last year and the first 11 weeks of this year, uh, first 11 games, I should say, to win this game against a mediocre team. Um, I think Jalen Hurts could have a, a nice bounce back game. Hopefully his finger. Did you see that picture of his finger after uh, yeah. the Jets game? Yeah. That was, uh, that was not great to look at. Um, AJ Brown's injury isn't as serious as they thought. So I expect all of them to play. Um, they'll win this game. Um, just because, like I said, like the Buccaneers are only in the playoffs because of the division they're in. So I just think the Eagles put it together just enough. I'm not going to say even if they win, I'm not going to say they're back, but I, um, I think they do just enough. So I'm going to go Eagles, Eagles, 24, Bucks 17 in this one. Um, I think one one thing uh, that the Eagles need to do in this game is run the ball and use their – because their offensive line is like their one unit on the team that's playing well right now. Um, yeah. you run behind Jason Kelsey, run behind Lane Johnson, um, give it to DeAndre Swift, and just get try to play the way you did earlier in the year. And yeah, the last, the last time these two matched up, Swift had a huge game. So he did. He had his best game of the year back in week three. Uh, yeah. That was probably the Eagles' most complete performance of the year. So if you're an Eagles fan, obviously that was a while ago. But if you're an Eagles fan, that's maybe one positive you can look at going into this one. Yeah. With uh, that said, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Sorry, I'll just say one more thing. I, I don't feel good about picking the Eagles uh, based on the way they playing. They're playing right now, but. I'm going to reluctantly go with them because of their pedigree um, and mainly because I just don't, don't have a whole lot of confidence in the Buccaneers. All right. So I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I'm going to go. Okay. I was thinking this whole time about picking the Bucs uh, in the slight upset. Um, I, I, I like your logic there going with the Eagles bouncing back in, in this playoff time and all that. And you, you trust them more in the playoffs than the bucks. I get the, I get all that. I just think they're just playing like bad football right now. I mean, they just yeah. lost by 18 points or whatever it was, yeah, but not great. I mean, they, they benched all their starters in the first half. It was, it was not, it was not good. Yeah. 
I just I have no faith in how they're playing right now. And I don't know if they can just flip the flip the switch on right away for this game. Um, you know, with all the issues in their locker room and you know, AJ Brown not being happy, but uh, their receivers not being happy with things and Hertz is not playing well at all. And I just I'm not confident that they will flip the switch on for this game, you know. Uh, I think they'll come to play. They're going to be competitive and all that. Right. But I don't know that they're going to be able to pull it out in this game. Um, I, I think the Bucks have less pressure on them. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Playing in this game, they, they're playing with nothing to lose, you know, kind of like the Packers. Like if they don't win this game, nothing is really lost. Like, Oh, I, for sure. Yeah. Cause you know, I mean, we were all, I, many people expected the Bucks to be like a bottom five team in the NFL this year. Mm -hmm. I thought they'd be a fringe playoff team, like competing for it, but they did yeah. not. Win it. I didn't make, I didn't predict them to make playoffs. I don't think you did either. No, um, I think I predicted the Saints from that division. Yeah, so did I. And the Saints didn't even make it, right? So uh, that's, that's tough. Um, but that just shows you how bad of a division that was. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bucks here. I think they, I think the the Eagles defense is not a scary thing for the the Bucks offense. And Baker's low key had a good year this year, so I think yes, yeah. I think he's Baker's gonna do well against that secondary. They're gonna score just enough points. Um, you know, use Rashad White in that passing game. Run run the ball. Uh, you know, use the weapons that he has because they have a, a good receiving core with. Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, and Trey Palmer. So, uh, I I have more confidence in them right now than I do the Eagles. That's scary to say. Um, so I'm gonna go with them. Like if I had to place a bet in this game, actually, if I had to if I had to bet money of, of who's gonna win this game, I would bet the Eagles. But you know, low stakes. You know, picking playoff games, I'm gonna pick the the Bucks to win. Okay, so that's all right. So that's the first one we disagree on. I think we had agreed on every single other one. Yeah, uh, I will say one more thing: if Nick Sirianni likes his job, the Eagles better win this game. <laughs> He's not fired. Uh, I mean, they fired Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl. Um, I don't think he will get fired. I do think their coordinators could get fired. Right. Um, yeah, but. I mean, look, look, I mean, I don't think he's going to get fired, but I think if they, if they start, if they start like, oh, and two or one and three next year, or like, ugh, I think the whispers are going to get a little louder. They need um, to get off the, for sure. They do. Um, because they like, they have a very talented roster. I mean, they have one of the five best rosters in the league, yeah. uh, which is insane that we're picking them to lose to the Buccaneers. Um, you don't but, me, right. No, I don't blame I don't blame you at all. Um like I probably should pick the Bucks, but I just I in these type of matchups when like I don't really like either team at the moment, I always side with the more talented team. Mm -hmm. Um more so, yeah. yeah, that that's just kind of my logic there. That's um, good logic too. I think we both have good logic on this one. Yeah. If the Eagles if they blow them out, if they beat them like 44 to 16, I'm not I don't know if I'll say they're back, but like I'll, I, I would maybe see a scenario where they win the next round, but I just got to see it. And I have not seen it for a month. 
Yeah, they need a good performance in this game, um, regardless of what the score is. Um, so I'm gonna I'll give a score and then we can move on. Uh, yeah, Bucks. Let's go. Bucks twenty-seven, Eagles twenty-three. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. So Bucks. All right. Win there. Probably the only one they'll get this playoff season, but <laughs> yeah. Um. So that kind of wraps up our predictions for wild card weekend, starting off with the Texans and the Browns Saturday afternoon. Another thing to bring up is that um, the end of a lot of eras in uh, some coaching has occurred today uh, with Pete Carroll. Uh, I don't know if he got fired, but, you know, stepping down as the Seahawks head coach. He um, after I believe he was there for 14 years in Seattle. Great run of success, won a Super Bowl back in 2013, made another Super Bowl in 2014. Um, you know, the Seahawks were a competitive team throughout this year, um, almost made the playoffs this year. And then in the college football world, Nick Saban retiring from Alabama. That I did not see that coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the greatest college football coach of all time stepping down. Um, so – um, the end, the end of a couple really successful eras for the Seahawks and Alabama football have come to an end. So I was, what, do you have any like thoughts on that or. Uh, not really. Um, I'm not really surprised Pete is getting old. Yeah. Um, they're both, age, but I, they're he's... both 72. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean the other jobs in this last segment, we're going to rank the coaching jobs, the coaching destinations, uh, if you, if you'd like to, um, yeah, the are chargers, Raiders, Falcons, Panthers, commanders, Titans, and Seahawks. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, and I'll rank like if I was, a head, if I was a head coach and where I'd want to go, that's how I'll look at it. Um, from top to bottom. Number one, I think this one's easy. I think we'd both go with the chargers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Number two, I'd go with the Seahawks. Number three, I think I'll go with the Raiders for third. Okay. Uh, number four, so we've got Falcons, Panthers, Commanders left. Four, I'll go Falcons. Five, I'll go Commanders. Last, I'll go Panthers. Um, okay. And right. I, so I there's only six openings at the moment. Yes. Because Bel- Belichick, for I mean, I don't know if you know, I don't know if he might have gotten. I wouldn't shock me if that happened during when we were recording. Belichick, as of this moment, is still in New England. Um, okay, okay. Not He's sure how much. The past is sure more little there. Yeah, not sure much longer that will last. I'll go next. Um, so I think it's easy. The Chargers are first. The simple reason they have Justin Herbert. None of these other other none of these other teams do. Uh, mm-hmm. I put the Seahawks second. They have some good, really good infrastructure there. Uh, pretty solid roster there. Um, good history. Really, really good history. Really, pretty well run organization. I, I'm going to put the Falcons third because I actually think the Falcons do have some players. I mean, they have Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. They just need a quarterback. Um, who knows if Justin Fields could be there? Um, so I'll rank the Falcons third. Um, I'll go with the Commanders fourth because of they. they I mean, they're, they're probably going to be getting either Caleb Williams or Drake May as they have the second overall pick. So you could you could get a franchise franchise changing quarterback. You think they're uh, done with Sam Howell already? Wow. Oh yeah, for sure. Sam Howell threw twenty one picks this year. Um, 
Um, they'll they'll draft one of those two guys. And I'll put the Raiders fifth, even though I'm not sure how open the Raiders are. I'm pretty confident the Raiders are gonna hire Antonio Pierce full time. They should. Uh, they should. I think they should too. Uh, I think he did a really good job with that team. So yeah, that's my that's my ranking of them. The Panthers are dead last. I mean, who wants that job? Yeah, that like, might be one of the worst jobs in all of professional sports. And the Titans, the Titans job. Oh, the Titans, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. It's better than the Panthers, but yeah, but that shocked me. Like Mike, you know, Mike Vrabel is another coach I forgot to mention. That was, I, I wasn't overly surprised that he left because I felt like that thing kind of run its course. But I'm surprised they outright fired him because it, considering, you know, how good of a coach he was there for many years. Oh yeah, and I think if Bill Belichick steps down, he's going to be going to the Patriots. Like that's that'd be my that'd be my bet. Yeah. Um, so yeah. To recap, Chargers one, uh, Seahawks two, Falcons three, uh, Commanders four, Raiders five, Titans six, and then the Panthers are seven. My goodness, I you <laughs> cannot pay me to coach that team. Yeah, not all those freaking Matt Rule haters can be quiet. Yeah, for sure. Him, for the, fact, the fact that he won, the fact that he won five games for that team should put mm-hmm. him in the Hall of Fame. My goodness. With the crappy quarterback situation. I mean, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I have not given up on Bryce Young yet. Um, I don't think Bryce Young is the problem with that team. Their ownership is terrible. Their roster is just not great. I just don't know, man. Yeah, I'm with you there. They're they're not going to give up on him quite yet. They'd no, no. I think he'll definitely get another – at least another year. He, he's going to get that Justin Fields treatment. You know? Yeah, I agree. All right. All right. That's going to uh, wrap it up for our playoff preview. Um, Oh, do you have any final thoughts going into the weekend? Yeah, just it was a really good regular season. Uh, Another regular season in the books. And I'm really excited to see how these playoffs go. And it all starts the wild card weekend. So I'm very excited to watch. So am I. And we're we're playing on doing podcast episodes throughout the playoffs. So you'll have something to listen to and and keep, keep in tune. So. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Unlimited NFL Podcast, and we will see you next time.